Bang bang. Welcome to the potty is brought to you by Bet with Joel, the best in sports betting advice. Okay, so if you, you know, if you don't, if you don't use a betting service and you think that your knowledge is just gonna, you know, get you over the line every time, you're you're grossly mistaken. You know, you're gonna be out here doing, you know, multi bets. You know, doing betting syndicates with your friends, putting 40 on this horse, 20 on this horse. Get into bet with Joel. This guy has over a decade of professional sports betting experience. And what that means is he, he, uh, you know, he was betting so well that he got blacklisted from all of the, the bookmakers. You know, you're talking about like sports bet, bet 365, all that blacklisted he's not able to do it anymore because he wants so much so now he's using his expertise his research and he's given it to you you sign up to his package and you no longer have to you know panhandle for meals you you really can just you know you can you can invest into bet into the bet with joel program and see the returns numbers don't lie okay people do but you, you know, you're looking at me here, sitting here, I'm a person, I'm telling you to use bet with Joel, maybe I'm lying, but I'm not, you see, I'm above that. I'm like, I'm like, um, uh, I'm like Jeff Goldblum level saint, you understand? I'm really up there doing the Lord's work. So I'm trying to tell you that if you sign up to bet with Joel at betwithjoel.com slash ref, that's R-E-F slash welcome to the potty, P-O-D-D-Y. Enter promo code potty exclusive 50. That's potty exclusive five zero. You get 50% off your first week subscription uh, on any package. Or if you enter the promo code potty 30, that's potty three zero, P-O-D-D-Y three zero. You will get 30% off the NBA package, which is the most lucrative package. There's action daily. Uh, and you know, you, yeah, you can you can really make some some extra cash. Using, using bet with Joel. Um, so yeah, betwithjoel.com slash ref slash welcome to the potty. Use promo code potty exclusive 50 or promo code potty 30 to get discount on your subscription. Welcome to the potty is also brought to you by Phoenix Fitness. That's FNX Fitness. You know, summer's just over. Your body, you know, your body was hopefully in its prime during the summer. You've probably slowed it down now. You've started eating, you know, donuts, beignets, caramel slice. You you know, you're pumping up the calories a little bit. Are you in bulking season? No, you're just, you're losing discipline. You're looking a little bit sloppy, but that's okay. You know, you're coming into the, the colder months. You got to let your body relax a little bit. You got to hibernate. You got to keep warm. But, you know, the consequence is... Maybe your partner doesn't want to fuck you anymore because you you're really looking you're looking like a real life marshmallow. So if you want to maintain your summer body, get these supplements. You got to get your, your creatine. You got to get your protein. You got to get your fish oil for your joints. You got to get all that good shit. You got to get some workout clothes to maybe compress some of the your disgusting body in to make it look like a normal body. Okay, so Phoenix. Uh, fitness as FNX Fitness. Just uh, go to the link in the episode description 
uh, or the Instagram bio and enter promo code WTTP15 for 15% off any purchase through Phoenix Fitness. Beautiful. Uh, Bung Bung Coffee, the best coffee on the planet. This is premium bean. It's a blend from four of the best coffee producing countries in the world. Uh, you, when you taste it, you don't get that speedy feeling. It doesn't make you, you know, it doesn't make you want to, you know, hump somebody's leg. It just makes you focus. It gets you, it gets the job done. Have it before work, have it before a big meeting, have it before networking, have it in your espresso martini. Espresso teeny? Yes. This works for everything. Have a long black, have a latte. It's going to taste the best. It's like, it's like, you know how whiskey can burn your throat sometimes? This is, this is not that. This is like a smooth, you know, blue label scotch going down the throat. I don't think blue label scotch. I think it is whiskey. Uh, scotch is from Scotland. But we're not talking about scotch. We're talking about Bung Bung Coffee. Go get yours now at bungbungcoffee.com. Get the best coffee in the world. I guarantee you will love it. Um, is it a money back guarantee? No. Why? Why waste my my? Why waste my time creating a money back guarantee when it's a guarantee? You know, you guys will love it. You're not. You're not going to want your money back. So why would I bother making a money back guarantee? It doesn't make sense. Get your bung bung coffee wherever. Well, not wherever. Just a bungbungcoffee.com. Go there now. Order your coffee. Order your keep cup. You know, we're doing it for the environment. We send your coffee to you in a compostable mailbag because we're thinking green. Okay? Get involved. Bungbungcoffee.com. And if you just want to support uh, Welcome to the Potty directly, go to welcometothepotty.com. Go to the store and buy yourself a butter soft, unsourced Welcome to the Potty t-shirt. It's all unsourced here at the Welcome to the Potty podcast. Get your t-shirts now. They're so soft, bro. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, these these shirts are so soft. I, you know, I use it as a chamois on my car. The car doesn't get scratched. It looks clean as fuck. I put the t-shirt on. It's clean. The t-shirt's clean because the shirt's so soft, all the dirt just slides right off it. Think about that. Welcome to the party.com for your unsourced t-shirts. Let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome, Welcome to the party, bung bung! It's your man Clay Tron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems, aka the Milkman, because I always deliver, aka the PhD of podcasts and the Magnum PI of podcasts and the Captain, the motherfucking Ron Cycli of podcasting, and that one's for the NBA fans out there. Um. Shit, man, uh, this is the first the first episode of the Welcome to the Potty podcast as being uh, live-streamed on Twitch. I've told nobody about it, no launch or anything like that. Uh, we've got one viewer here, uh, you know, so we're really, you know, I'm just, trying to, I'm just trying to make it more accessible to everybody, you know? So, so we're, on, we're on fucking Twitch, man. So if anyone does Twitch, sign up. Subscribe to Welcome to the Party, and I'll, I'm, I'm going to live stream episodes as well as, uh, um, you know, doing the usual podcast shit. But we're just mixing it up, just mixing it up now. We're just trying to trying to reach some new demos. Um, me, 
you guys you guys know it's been the you know fringe festival here so uh yeah man i've been i've just been gigging i've been gigging so um shit so since the last episode i did an episode with shad and pete um shout from shad and pete save the world i've gone and i went and saw their show uh and that was a great night sold out show they're still they're still in adelaide for another week so if you are in adelaide if you're attending the fringe festival i do recommend you go and see uh shad and pete save the world it's at the howling owl it's a late show i think it's um 10 p.m oh i think they're actually moving to rhino room for the second week rhino room for the second week so um yeah there'll be a Rhino Room, I think, is a late show, like 9.45, something like that. So go see that, um, but don't see it until you've seen my show. You understand? I don't want you going there at 9.45 and my show's at 9.50, and you're like, oh, I couldn't make it, like, this whole week because I went to Shad and Pete. You know, that's why I'm just... See my show, then see their show the next night or something like that. Um, and... Uh, Blake and Ollie came on the show, Blake Everett and Oliver Coleman. Um, and their show was fucking hilarious. I went and saw that. So Blake Everett and Oliver Coleman dig their own graves. So funny. So funny. I went and saw that one, uh, the other night they added two more shows. So I hope they went well, their runs over now. Uh, but Blake's staying in town. He'll, you'll probably see him. He'll be able to do some gigs here and there. Um, uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for Blake Everett. I think Oliver Coleman's returning to Melbourne. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good week. I've done a few gigs trying to uh, promote my show. Um, and I finally got the chance to give some of my new stuff a run the other night and uh, it went really well. So I'm actually, it was good because now I've got some confidence going into our show this week, uh, starting Tuesday, the 9th of March. Uh, going to Sunday, the 14th of March. So yeah, that'll be great. Uh, um, what was I saying? Tonight is, uh, tonight's, yeah, I'm recording this late too. Usually I record on Saturdays, but I was too hungover and tired. Yes, I went out with, um, I actually went out with Shad and Pete after their show on Friday night and got just completely obliterated. Didn't get home till about 3.30, which is, you know, it's pretty late. Um, and that was, that was with no PEDs, no performance enhancing drugs. That was just straight up alcohol and fun, fun times kept me awake. Uh, did I, did I have a couple cheeseburgers from Hungry Jack's before I went home? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, usually I don't, I try not to mention the names of establishments, but I forgot. I just completely forgot just then. So, um, yeah, man. So that's, that's really what's, what's been going on. In terms of uh, in terms of the the fringe festival, um, and that's really been my life this whole week. Rachel's away; she's in Byron Bay, uh, so so it's just been me and Gigi chilling at home. Uh, Gigi's become really needy, uh, more needy than the normal, in fact, and you know that's okay. I'm not mad at her; I love her. I'm needy, I, and she she. She just starts crying at the door, right, to come inside, and then I try to try to cuddle her, and then she won't. She like she's playing hard to get or something. She's she's got like you know uh, dissociative identity disorder. There's there's two sides of her. She's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. You understand? So so she'll be at the door crying like a little 
bitch, you know, and she and that's what she is. She is a bitch in real, like, you know, technically speaking, she's a female dog, you know. So she cries at the door like a little bitch, and then she comes in, and I try to hug her, and she, you know, she pulls away like a little bitch, you know. So maybe it's not two, yeah, maybe it's not two personalities. Maybe it's just two different types of bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, man, but that's. That's really what's what's been popping off. Um, I've just, I've just been here writing, trying to write new jokes and um, <clears throat> practicing my my uh, my set for for the fringe run. Yeah, man. So that's that's what I've been doing. Um, shit, I don't really have much else, do I? Gardening. I told myself I was going to do a bunch of gardening while I was on on leave from work. I've done none and I'm not going to do any tonight, today. I'll go to mum's place for dinner. I'll, I'm going to take Gigi for a big walk. She she deserves it. You know, she's been being a real bitch about it, you know. But yeah, that's that's it, man. I, I, I think uh, there was other shit that I want to talk about, but I just fucking forgot all about it. I haven't been watching sports. Um, so what I'm going to do is... Oh, what segments? What segments should I uh, do today? Let's um, let's go into uh, would you rather? But I don't remember what the um. Oh, I think it was this one. Would you rather? Hell no, to the no, no, no. Hell to the no. Um. All right, and this one's from this one's coming from Wayne. Would you rather permanently go back in time a hundred years or into the future a hundred years? Well, Wayne, I don't know if you've realized, I don't know if you follow the social media, the, you know, the welcome to the potty social media. I don't know if you realize that I'm a black man. The very last thing I'd want to do is go back in time a hundred years, my friend. You understand that? A hundred years uh, into the the past is it's not a good time for me, Wayne. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know really what else you want me to say about that. The future, a hundred years permanently. You know, maybe by that time it rains fire. Um, you know, the water levels risen. Um, you know the the seasons have been completely reversed. You know, the hemispheres switch. So. Really, we're getting we're getting that we're getting that white Christmas down here in Australia, and they're you know they're out there grilling for Christmas in America, that type of shit. Um, and then you get more. I feel like at that point, if you're in Australia, you get more of more of an opportunity to travel on Christmas, and then you don't really have to fuck around with um, family and do all that extra shit. So that's sort of. That's pretty cool for me, I think. I like the sound of that. Uh, yeah, so I'll go 100 years into the future, even though 100 years from now, I reckon it's almost, you're almost hitting the reset button at that point. I think the world's really going to try and take us all out. I think coronavirus tried to take us out. You know, there's conspiracies about it being made in a lab or whatever. I don't know, bro. I think we got to go. We got to get rid of a you know, a large portion of us. We got to get rid of mostly, I think we should all take IQ tests. 
and just like the the bottom thirty percent, they don't they don't get to they don't get to come. And you're saying to me, Clay, do you honestly think you're in the top sixty percent in the world in terms of intelligence? Sixty percent doesn't sound like. Maybe I'm on the fringe. Maybe I'm on the fringe there. Maybe, maybe I'd just make it. But yeah, I think I'd make it. And so you got to think about how many fucking idiots there are. How many idiots, dude, how many idiots I come across on a daily basis? Check this out. Just driving. I'll give you some driving, some driving ones. You know, when the, when the, the red arrow turns off, so you're allowed to, you're allowed to go when there's a safe gap but people don't edge into the intersection. Now that's retarded, bro. Um, people that when they're turning, instead of just turning their wheel to the left, right? If they're taking a left turn, they, they veer out right and then turn left. You're not a semi-trailer, Duke. Those people are retards, you know? Um, we've got a no junk mail sticker on our mailbox. What do I get every day of my life? Junk mail from retards. Uh, people having conversations in doorways. What? You're retarded, bro. Get rid of them. Get rid of them, bro. Uh, shit, what else, man? There's... There's just so many. Uh, do I fear that I would lose some loved ones? Uh, you know, if we culled 30, you know, the the lower 30% intelligence. Absolutely. Absolutely, I fear that. But I feel like the people around me would have some wisdom for me to, you know, like, you know, cheer me up. Imagine if they reversed it and the, the top 60% were gone and I was, you know, I was on the cusp on the, on the other end. I'm with the idiots and I'm crying and then these idiots are like, mm, do you want some ice cream? I'll be like, fuck, dude. I'm stuck with you motherfuckers, you know? And, you know, if we got rid of, if we got rid of the lower 30% and someone close to me was gone, someone could come up to me and say, you know, <laughs> we're in a better place now. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, I'll take the hundred years into the future, man. But thank you, Wayne. That uh, that kind of got me. You know, that got me. That got me going a little bit. I was, I was lacking a bit of gusto at the top of this episode. Let's. Oh, here we go. A, a, uh, a, a comedy one. Uh, this is from Toby. Another. Another male listener, but let's go. Would you rather only make bad jokes, but everyone laughs out of peer pressure or do hilarious jokes, but no one laughs because everyone thinks they are the only ones who think the joke was funny? Uh, okay, so it's like an internal jo- dialogue. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a comedian but I'm, and I'm bombing, but everyone inside their heads thinks I'm funny. Uh, but not out loud. I think I'd prefer that because I'd be like, fuck, I bombed. I'd feel like shit, but I just keep selling out, you know? Um, and I'd be like, well, there's, I'm doing something right. Maybe I've just got like this weird, 
you know, this weird audience that's, you know, mute or something. I would try and uh I would try and sort that out. Yeah. I would I would go that way. Cause otherwise if you're just a shit comedian and everyone laughs at you and they're, but they're laughing at you, they're not even laughing at, at you. They're laughing because like they feel like they're gonna get judged by the other audience members if they don't. Your ego, you know, your ego goes up, but your skill doesn't. Your skill probably maintains or goes down and you're just a shitty comedian. I don't even want to be like I don't know about, you know, everyone everyone has different, you know, aspirations, but like I don't want to do something to be bad at it. You know, I don't want to be a shitty comedian. I want to be a good one. I want to be a great one. You know, I wouldn't mind being the best one. I don't know. I don't know if I've got that in me though. You know? I played basketball. Did I want to be as good as Michael Jordan? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Did I get there? Not even. You know? But yeah, I think I think I'd just be the good the good comedian and you know, my my audience continues to buy tickets. And I'm like, fuck it, I don't know what's their problem, but they're buying tickets. So they they I guess they like me, even though I'm doing jokes to a quiet room. Um Okay. Would you rather take pills for thirst or hunger? Um, oh, and this one is from Sam. That could be a male or a female, but uh, would you rather take pills for thirst or hunger? Now, <clears throat> that depends. Um, is, it, is it hydrating me or just making me not feel thirsty and vice versa? Is it nourishing me or just making me not feel hungry? Let's say, okay, let's say that it does its job. It, it hydrates you and it does nourish you. I've got to take, I've got to take the pill for uh, thirst or hydration because I just love food. I love the flavors. I love eating, bro. And that's my, you know, that's one of my biggest weaknesses is food, you know? Well then, Clay, if that's a weakness of yours, why wouldn't you take the pill? That's a good point. <clears throat> That's a good point. That is a good point. <clears throat> I think I got I got a little throat thing happening here. Um, that's a good point, man. Um, I'm saying I'm, I'm saying it's a good point as if you did it, but I, you know, I made the fucking point. Um, yeah. So I do enjoy food, but if maybe if I took a pill for it, maybe I'd just always feel satiated and I wouldn't need to, you know, eat. But I like the social aspect of it. You know, the social aspect of drinking, but like not every day. You understand? You can you can go out for lunch or or whatever. I mean, you can go out for coffees. Coffee's very quick in and out, you know? Sometimes you want to hang out with, you know, the boys or or your girlfriend. Yeah, I'll take the pill for for thirst slash hydration. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. Uh, would you rather be a bad person? Oh, sorry, this is what this one is from Moses. I only know one person named Moses that wasn't in the Bible and, and that's my friend's dad. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you listened to the show. I would be surprised if you sent an email in. Um, would you rather be a bad person with a good reputation or a good person with a bad reputation? Now, I'll tell you this. Most successful people are bad people with good reputations, okay? So you're talking about all these... You know, Forbes 500, you know, you're talking about the one percenters up there making billions of dollars and you, you know, you think that they're not, you know, fucking kids, bro. They're out there really, really doing some sick shit most likely. 
uh, allegedly. You know, I'm not, I don't have all the information. But what I do know, what I do know is that, um, yeah, I, yeah, I think that there's a lot of bad people with good reputations. Good people with bad reputations. I don't even, I don't even know how that happens. Slander. Um, yeah, a bit of slander. Uh, what's the other word? Um, starts with a D, I think. No, you know, no home loans. Um, how's it go? Completely forgot. I'm just, I'm wondering if the uh, stream has volume. Honestly, I'm just gonna, just gonna unmute it and see. Completely forgot. I'm just yeah, it works. It works. Okay. Um, you know of it. I don't know, bro. Uh, sorry, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, successful people being pedophiles. Yeah, slander. Slander can make you be a good person with a bad reputation. Maybe, a, you know, you know, a simple mistake can do that as well. I think, you know, all in all, I think I'd just prefer to be a good person, man. Than a bad, you know, you're a bad person and no one knows it. And that's, you know, serial killers. You know, pedophiles. Everyone keeps their their crazy shit a secret. I don't want to be one of them. No, I don't want to be George Pell, like some guy that everyone thinks is a saint and he's, you know, diddling kids. What? Nah, son. No. Yeah, I'll be a good person with a bad reputation, bro. Believe. But then that does that, like, how bad is my reputation? Is it like, oh, he's a cockhead? Or is it like, we need to find him and arrest him, you know? So I guess that's another layer to that one. But uh, thank you, Moses. Um, and this one is from someone named Rachel. <clears throat> and I can almost guarantee that this is not my girlfriend, Rachel. But would you rather have a degree with no job or a job with no degree? Let me get that job with no degree, bro. I'm telling you right now. I'd, I hold, you know, I've got three degrees. Okay. Communication, psychology, podcasting, okay? And um, I honestly think it's a big scam. The amount of money you've got to pay for your education, like I get it, I get, but everyone walks out with a degree. No one fails. No one fails out. No one fails out, man. It's a money-making money business, you know? It's all... You shouldn't have to pay for that. Oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to I want to help people. I want my life to be devoted to helping people. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to be in debt for the rest of your life. Is that okay with you? It's like, what? So I've got to, I'm taking it upon myself to help society and I've got to pay more than any other cunt. You know? Think about that, dude. It just doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. Um, so yeah, I'd rather a job with no degree, but what does that mean? Am I working at Woolworths? Am I working at, you know, a gas station? Um, and what, do you mean degree is it like a university degree? Like what about a certificate? What about, could I be a, could I still be a mechanic? Could I be a plumber? Could I be a builder? Those are all, those are all ad, is it admirable? Admirable. Admirable, um, 
jobs, man. Helping the people. Doing what the people cannot do. So yeah, I'd be doing that. Um, what else have we got? Uh, okay, this one is from Dan. Dan, stubbing your toe or cutting your tongue? Would you rather stubbing your toe or cutting your tongue? Um, how big's the cut? How big's the cut? Sometimes I cut, you know, I get a little mat. You know, if you have like a crunch, a really like hard crunchy bread and your whole mouth gets fucked up, I can handle that probably better than uh, stubbing my toe. But if I, you know, if you're getting a knife and cutting my tongue, like that's pretty wild. So it depends on the the level of the cut. That's that's the only thing. Stub, uh, stubbing your toe sucks. I did it. Uh, I actually remember the last time I did it. It was the 27th of December, 2020. Um, my friend Steve and his girlfriend Ash was over. Um, Ash and Rach were hanging over, hanging out, watching Netflix, and me and Steve were doing doing a lot of drinking. And we've got like this old school bathroom where uh, the it's not it doesn't even matter if it's old school or not, but you know it's uh, shower screens. It's screens, not there's no. Um, there's no curtain. It's like screens, right? And I turn. I went to turn around it to, to go to the toilet because you got to walk in, you're going straight, and then you've got to take a slight left to get to the toilet. So I went to take that left and I took it too sharp to the, uh, the shower screens and I kicked the shit out of the screen on my, uh, my left foot, so the inside foot there, uh, and the pinky toe. And... That was a killer, dude. And my toe is still experiencing problems. You know, we were just on holiday like a couple of weeks ago and we were doing a lot of walking, like eight K, seven, eight K walks. Um, and my toe was just fucking killing after all of them, all them walks. And sometimes driving, like too, because we, you know, I had to drive like nine hours or something. Uh, my toe was fucking killing me. And that was in December 2020. We're in March now. 2021. Still moving forward in time, thank God. I don't want to go 100 years to the past. And that's a shout out to to Wayne. Um, so yeah, I think probably cutting my tongue if we're just talking like, you know, these basic cuts that you get from like eating, you know, Vietnamese rolls, barn meat. Um, this one from Adam. Would you rather know beforehand that you're going to experience pain or would you let it be a surprise? How bad's the pain? It's all, you know, it's all dependent. Like when I stubbed my toe, that was a surprise and it fucking killed. When I get tattoos, I know it's going to hurt. And it's, yeah, I'd probably rather know. I'd probably rather know. Because usually when you know, it's because you're choosing it. Unless you're getting tortured. Uh, but like, yeah, whenever I know I'm getting pain, it's like I'm getting my ears pierced or I'm, uh, you know, in a fight and I'm like, I'm probably going to get punched in the face here. That's okay. Um, you know, I haven't been in a fight in probably over a decade, but, um, oh no, that's not true. You guys know about the three piece feed. Um, which it's possible that that actually was almost a decade ago. Um, hold on. What else was there? What else was there? Um, Fuck, what am I what am I even talking about? Oh, pain. Getting pierced, getting tattooed. 
getting in fights, um, you know, going going to like a physio when you got an injury and you know they're going to be, be doing some pressing, stuff like that. So yeah, I'd rather know. Thank you, Adam. Uh, would you rather be a, and this is from Wayne again. Thank you, Wayne. Would you rather be a Super Bowl winning quarterback or the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world? Uh, are you talking boxing or MMA? I'm not really keen on MMA. Maybe if it was boxing, you know, I'm fucking, you know, taking out the Gypsy King. Gagow. Yeah, I'd fucking love that. But um, boxing has also, boxing's popularity, especially at heavyweight, has been trash lately. I don't think, I, I think I'd probably prefer to be, you know, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes. You know, you can't, you, I don't know how long, you know, I think I'd take, I think I'd take that NFL money. I think I'd take that. And I'm, you know, I'm a ball sports guy. I'm more of a ball sports guy. But that's it, man. That's it for would you rather. That is it for would you rather. But um, yeah, thanks to everyone who who emailed in. Um, and now we've got we've got some advice. We need to no move problem. Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. Uh, oh, this is a cool one. And this one's coming in from Merrill. Uh, and I've actually got a friend whose alias is Merrill. So this could be him. Let's check this out. <clears throat> What's up, boss man? Um, so all my friends are sleeping right now and I don't know what to do. I was on Grinder, and I saw... Jesus, I, I... You know, my friend... My friend that goes by Merrill usually wouldn't be on Grinder, so I hope everything's okay with him. But uh, I was on Grinder and I saw the profile of my friend's fiance. Crikey. Now I'm trying to think if I've got any friends that's engaged. I think everyone's really married or, or just boyfriend and girlfriend at this day. Don't think we've got any weddings coming up. Um, Michael, Michael's, you know, Michael's uh, supposed to be getting married, so... I don't think I don't think my friend knows Michael, and my friend also doesn't have grinder. So this is a, this is a stranger. Okay, they have two kids together. Okay, that's not Michael. They live together. All of that. I'm so close to messaging her with the profile, being like, "Hey, do you know he's doing this?" But I just really want to make sure it's the right thing to do, and that it wouldn't make me a shitty home wrecker. My head is going with, if that was my man, I'd want to know, but I feel conflicted as fuck. They could be in an open relationship and that's not my business, but his profile doesn't mention a relationship or anything. Do I tell her or do I not get involved? Bung, bung. Um, I think, I think you're right. It could be, you know, it could be something where they're trying to get, you know, a third person into the bedroom or whatever, but... It could also not be. And I think even if it's not your business, if you're on Grindr, um, first off, if you if you're if you haven't come out, you're gonna have to come out to tell this thing. But um yeah, I would say these two are, you know, engaged to be married. It's better that it's better that your friend finds out about this before they are married, if she doesn't know already. Um, you know, and if she wants to get mad at you. 
fuck it. Just be like, yo, I, I'm just trying to make sure everything's above board. You know, I'm on grind or I'm trying to get this dick and I'll see your husband come out. Am I allowed, you know, to get involved? Do you want me to come, like come in there? If you, you know, if, and I don't mean that in the dirty way. I mean, C-O-M-E. Do you want me to, you know, step into the, to the relationship or just step into, you know, this, this off the, off to the side type shit? Is this legal? That's all I'm saying. You know, we're both on grinder. We matched. Somehow we matched. You know, our horniness levels are, you know, pretty appropriate. We're ready to start spraying out. I just want to know if you can, if you can handle that jandal or if that's going to be a problem. You know, am I still allowed to make a speech at the wedding if I, you know, if I jizz on your husband's belly? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Fuck. Um, you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Say it. Yeah, I'd say it. Let's put it this way. Now, who's married? No, who's engaged? Let's say, let's say Michael and uh, and his fiance. I do know her name. I'm just not. I don't want to put people too much in their business on my show. But let's say Michael. Um, I'm. I, I go to Melbourne to go visit. You know, and I. I'm in there. I'm in the city, and I'm on Tinder. You know, I'm doing the dirty. You know, I'm thinking of. You know, going astray while I'm out of town, right? So I, I I download Tinder and I'm on there swiping, and I see Hannah, and I'm just in a zone. And I just keep swiping. I accidentally match with Hannah, and then I've just said her name. <laughs> I'm not bleeping it out. It's all rough, rugged, and raw here at the Welcome to the Potty Podcast. Um, and it's all this is all hypothetical, anyways. Who gives a fuck? I match with Hannah. Do I go to Michael and be like, "Hey, look"? Um, I don't know if you guys are doing like, you know, some swinging type of shit or if, you know, or if Hannah's just as grimy as I am, but at least I'm out of town, you know, Hannah's in town right now. Is this cool with you? Do you know about this? And he, there's two, there's three options. He either says, there's four options. I think (laughs) he says, yes, I do know. And, uh, you know, but thanks for, thanks for uh, being a good friend and like trying to give me a heads up in case I didn't, you know, or he could say, yes, I do know. And it's none of your fucking business. Don't approach me with this shit again. I'll be like, oh shit. You know, or he could be like, no, I didn't know. Thank you so much for telling me I'm going to have to deal with this. Or he could even say, you know, how, what am I supposed to do now? And then I give him advice like I'm doing to you, uh, Meryl. Uh, or he could be like, no, I didn't know that. What are you trying to fucking ruin my marriage? What is this shit? One, I'm going to tell Rachel that you're on Tinder. What are you doing? Two, what the fuck am I going to do about my marriage? My engagement, you know? So there's four options there, I think. So, but I would tell, I would tell. Then you've only got two options, really. No, four. They were all they were all options if you tell. So yeah, I would tell your your buddy. All right, shout out to Merrill. Thanks for writing in. That was uh, that was a good one actually. It wasn't too long. You know, it got me talking. 
<laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. And this one is from someone claiming to be called Fred. And I actually do know, I know one person. I know two people named Fred. One's a male and one is a female. So could be one of them. Or could be could be a complete stranger that listens to the show. Let's find out. Uh... What's up, boss man? For context, I'm 16 years old. I think most guys have experienced walking home from school or work or whatever, and then a woman girl happens to walk the exact same route that you're taking, and it looks like you're a creepy guy. Okay. Maybe I'm just overthinking things, but this has happened way too many times in my case. Bonus points if it's dark outside too. Jesus Christ, dude. I think you're just trying to make it sound like you're not a stalker when maybe you really are. You want to talk about, you want to talk about if it's nighttime and shit? What are you walking home from school at nighttime for, bruh? Let's keep it moving. Now, I don't look particularly intimidating or anything besides the fact that I'm somewhat tall, but each time it happens, I get reminded how women girls don't, women slash girls don't tend to feel comfortable walking alone when it's dark out or other stuff that could make me look like a creep. Well, you're lucky you're not black. And I can tell that you're not black. I can just fucking tell. <laughs> I can fucking tell. Now, I do know of a man named Big Finger Fred, or is it Frank? Big Finger, Big Finger Frank? Big Finger Fred. I have to ask my dad about that. But it was my dad's cousin, and it's Andre Iguodala's father. So Andre Iguodala is my... Third cousin. He's my dad's. No, that would. Yeah, so he'd be my dad's nephew. Hold on. Hold on just a second. My dad's. So my cousin's kid is my second cousin, right? You don't become an uncle for that, do you? Great uncle? Fuck. Do I Google this? If my cousin has a kid, am I an uncle? No, only if my brother has a kid. And then if my kids, my my brother's kid has a kid, then I'm a great uncle. But if my cousins have a kid, that's my second cousin. So my dad's second cousin is my third cousin, I think. So I think Andre Iguodala of the Miami Heat, formerly, you know, uh, the Golden State Warriors, Philadelphia 76ers, and maybe more. Uh, he He's my third cousin. Um, and his, yeah, so his dad is Big Finger Fred or Fat Frank, and he's got a big middle finger. And when they used to play by... Uh, they used to hoop like down at the Y or on the outdoor courts. He, he used to come by and flick, flick cunts on the head. And dad said it used to piss him off so much. So that's big finger Fred. But you sound like a, you sound like a little finger Fred. And you, you said you're not, <laughs> you're not intimidating except you're somewhat tall. Dude, I would have been like, uh, I'm a black tall dude with tattoos and braids. And uh, these bitches I'm following home are scared of me. <laughs> Dude, what? Um, oftentimes I find myself purposefully 
switching routes, adding another four to five minutes to my walk home just so I make them feel safer, I guess. One side of me is saying I should probably not be thinking about it since I'm only 16, and the other side is saying you better not risk making them uncomfortable for no reason. Do you have a solution? Please share and bung bung. Um, all right, Fred. Um, dude, you could, you could easily make a joke. Um, like, oh, I'm not following you. I swear. Uh, like, you know, where are you coming from? Where, are you, where are you going? Maybe not. Where are you going? Where did you come from? Where did you go? Um, but you could, you could, yeah, you could just make a joke and be like, oh my God, I'm not following you. I swear. How about I walk in front of you, you know? And, uh, you know, if we get to my house first, you know where I live. And uh, I don't know. Just make a joke. Just make a joke and don't touch them. You fucking psycho. Um, I think, I don't think it's fair that you, you feel like you have to, you know, add five minutes to your walk. I wouldn't like, you know, if you're, mate, if you're getting off a bus together or something, that's fine. But if, you know, if you're, if you're at school, and you're walking home and you see one of them start walking and you're like, all right, fellas, I'm out. And you start walking behind them. Then you're a fucking idiot. Either stay in your conversation longer or like hang out, do a bit of homework first. Give them, you know, give them a little head start so they don't feel like you're following them all the time. Or yeah, walk by them and just be like, oh shit. Oh, do you live around here as well? Like, I hope I don't creep you out, but I actually like, this is the way I walk home every day. So just... So, you know, something like that. I don't fucking know, man. Sounds like, I don't know. I feel like you've got a crush on somebody. I feel like you've got a crush on somebody and that's why you're you're like self-conscious about it, man. So either, uh, it's nut up or shut up. Nut up or shut up, bro. Um, yeah, if she, yeah, I don't know, bro. Just don't fucking follow. Just don't follow it. Or just don't fucking think about it. Just as long as you're not following them. That's all I'm saying. Like if you're not doing anything wrong, don't act like you're doing anything wrong. All right, bro? Relax. Um, Shit, that's a bit. That's a bit. I, got, I think I've got a lot of Claire's reviews to, to get through. So maybe, maybe I'm going to leave advice there today. Um, I'll leave advice there. <clears throat> and um oh shit yeah we'll go into Claire's reviews comedy action or horror will this movie win an Oscar set design directing acting lighting or costumes this segment is Claire's reviews alright so it's been a while since I've done Claire's reviews um you might have seen that that it's it's starting to pop off a little bit in the uh, my personal Instagram Clay McMath comedy. I've been you know getting some reviews out there lately, um, but because because it's been you know we've been on leave, it's been me and Rachel. There's been a lot of fucking um, a lot of damn rom coms and like some old school some old school rom coms. So we're gonna we're gonna start this off here with. Uh, my best friend's wedding, which I believe was Julia Roberts. 
Julia Rob Hurts. Um, and she was best friends with a dude, which, you know, I don't really believe in. I always don't. I always feel like there's a little bit of something that I, I, I can't trust about someone who says that they're, oh my God, my best friend is like this guy and he's straight. And you're like, yeah, he's like really attractive, but he's like my fucking brother. It's like, um, you've definitely humped him or you're going to hump him at some stage. I don't want to be a part of it. You know? Like I was in a relationship, my previous relationship, where my my girlfriend had an attractive housemate and I could t- I could feel the vibes. I could feel the fucking vibes. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And she made, she gaslighted me. She made me feel crazy, right? And then, then we break up because I can't fucking handle my shit. She ends up with this guy. So yeah, I was getting cheated on, bro. And this is this movie. Oh, I'm Julia Roberts and my, um, my my best friend's a man and it's okay because I've got no feelings for him. And then this guy's trying to get married and she tries to ruin the wedding. She tries to fuck it up. She tries to fuck it all up. I don't trust it, bro. Um, I won't tell you what happens, but you, <laughs> you know what happens. You know what happens in rom-coms, bro? It all works out. I won't tell you how it works out, but it works out. I'll tell you how... No, I won't tell you how. I won't tell you how, but... Um, so that was my best friend's wedding. That's a six out of 10. Uh, the next movie here is Two Weeks Notice. And that's uh, the one that's, that looks similar to Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock and Hugh Grant. And I'm not huge... Um, I'm, not a, I'm not a like old Hugh Grant fan. I never liked him, you know? Oh, oh, I'm I'm Hugh Grant, and oh, I'm awkward, and oh, I'm trying. Oh, I'm saying the wrong things. Oh, but I'm really charming at the same time. Oh, oh, but oh, but I'm so funny. I'm so posh, and oh, I'm Hugh Grant. I'm Hugh Grant. Fuck off, you know. I like the fucking Cockney Hugh Grant from the Gentleman. You know, that's my shit. That was the best I've seen him act. I've never seen him act like that before. He's like, oh. I'm Hugh Grant. I'm Hugh Grant. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Do some acting instead of just having seizures on screen around beautiful women. And that's pretty much what this film was. Two weeks notice. I wasn't I wasn't super into it. I wasn't super into it, bro. Um and I've got written down I, I've got written down here six out of ten, but upon remembering what I fucking watched, I'm I'm downgrading that to a five. Okay, uh, five out of ten for two weeks' notice. I'll, let me let me tell you how it actually goes, though. Um, this girl, Sandra Bullock, she works for this rich dude, you know, and <clears throat> she's not satisfied with her work and all this. And then you know she leaves, but he needs her. He needs her professionally and romantically. Oh, who'd have thunk it? You know, yeah, fuck that movie. Five out of ten, bro. Five out of ten. Um, the next one here is Second Act, starring Jennifer Lopez. Um, and so she she works at like a Walmart type situation or something like that. She's she's just a sales lady. She's she's just in there helping out, you know. Well, not not helping out, but pretty much 
working. And she she's she feels like, you know, she's she's hard done by. She's hard done by because she doesn't have an education. She doesn't have a degree. So she wants to, she sort of wants to figure out how she can, um, you know, get into a, you know, like a more corporate position without having this degree. Anyway, her friend has a son who's this nerd and he, he, he makes up all this fake identity, Facebook resume, all this, and he gets her a job. Gets her in the door. He gets her in the door and then she does the the thing. She really cooks it up. Really cooks it up. Um, and it's, you know, I don't want there's twists and turns in it. It was fine. I didn't, you know, love it. Very basic. And you know, I honestly think Jennifer Lopez is a better act a better actress than she is a singer. I think she goes like this, dancer up here, actress and singer is like kind of off the screen here. I don't, I don't like her songs, bro. I don't like them. I'm telling you. Um, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to keep it real with you. I'm just calling it how I see it. But, um, second act, second act, I can give that a, I can give that a six. Uh, the next one is Mystic River. Uh, and that that's a film with um, Kevin Bacon and Sean Penn, which is huge. That's a, you know, Kevin Bacon, bro, one of the best. Sean Penn, literally one of the best. Um, and opening scene is pretty, you know, pretty tough. A kid gets, you know, taken away by by what seemed like a cop. You know, things happen, and he's permanently fucked up from it. And then, you know, some, you know, some, dude, it's hard to because this is a thriller mystery type shit. I don't really want to give too much away. Let me tell you this though, um, it's Tim Robbins from Shawshank Redemption. Uh, you got freaking Sean Penn. You know, I am Sam. You got Kevin Bacon, you know, every fourth or fifth movie you've ever seen. Um, no, but seriously, he was in not Dirty Dancing, but the other one. What's the other dancing where the town, there's no dancing, <laughs> there's no dancing allowed in the town. And he's like, fuck it, I'm a rebel. And he, he's doing like tap dancing and it's not Billy Elliot. It's not Billy Elliot, but it's Kevin Bacon. He's in that, but he's a cop in this. And, um... Oh, it's heavy, dude. It's heavy. Rachel Rachel hates heavy shit. That's why we watched all these. That's why we had to watch three bullshits before we got to Mystic River. And this, you know, the twists and turns. And, you know, we there's a character who is like, oh, duh, he did it. Oh, he fucking did it. It's like, no, if you think that two minutes into the movie, if they make it that obvious, let me tell you this, it's probably that obviously that he didn't do it. Okay, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'll tell you. But the fact is, it was fucking hard to come up with it. And I came up with it late in the piece. And I said it to Rachel. I was like, you know what, Rach? I reckon this. And she was like, no, it was ding, ding. It was ding, ding, ding. And I was like, all right. We'll fucking see what happens. And I was right. I'll tell you that. I was right. 
and sometimes I hate being right because it takes a little bit out of the suspensefulness. So I think Rachel had a better experience thinking that the obvious guy did it because then it's just like, it hits you with the pow. And you're like, fuck. And then I, you know, but I, I, I was there. I was there with her for a while. And then it, just before the, re, the, the reveal, I was like, oh, guess what? This, 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 this. And I mean, 20 minutes before the reveal, like I got there, I got there early enough to say I called it. But Mystic Riverman, eight out of 10. Also, we also watched this really strange movie. Uh, we watched all of these on Netflix, by the way. Oh no, we didn't. My best friend's wedding was on Foxtel. Two weeks notice was on Foxtel. Second act was on Netflix. Mystic River was on Netflix. And this, ne this next one called Girlfriend's Day was on Netflix. Uh, and it's about Bob Odenkirk. So if you, if, you, if you like Breaking Bad, this is Saul. You know, Better Call Saul. Um, he's the main character and he, he works for a card writing company. You know, sort of like Hallmark. He's a card writer. He's the best in the game at romance. That's all he does is romance. He doesn't do birthdays or nothing, just romance. But he's not a romantic person. He doesn't bring his work home with him. So he's a bit fucked up out of home. And, uh, you know, this big... Just a completely unbelievable subplot happens. Uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't really want to break it out, but very strange film, low budget, um, which I love. It just made, you know, you know, this is, you know, welcome to the potty's low budget. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a uh, low budget. I like, I love Bob Odenkirk uh, and it just gets, it. he's got a new film coming out too, which is like another, it's like made by the same people as John Wick. And I think Anthony Mackie is doing like a black John Wick as well. I think it's like really dope right now to be trying to, trying to make like intentionally making cult classics, but um, Girlfriend's Day, I think I've never heard of it before. I don't know. I think it only popped up because we had watched, you know, second act. It's funny that we watched the other rom-coms where they were both on Foxtel, but dude, that was a that was one of the best parts of being in a hotel was watching Foxtel. NBA was on. It was anyway. Um, Girlfriend's Day. I do recommend it. I do recommend it. Um, it was funny. It was dumb. It was nonsensical. Uh, and yeah, I think a six point five. I think a six point five. It was a good. It was decent watch it just wasn't like you know it wasn't the, one of the fucking best things i've ever seen but i you know i got a little kick out of it It was very strange but it was cool man um the bodyguard with um oh hold on i've just got to look this up because i forgot his name kevin costner this is an old one so this one comes from the 80s uh no it doesn't 1992 this come out and it's a ro it's kind of like an action romance, action drama, music romance, because um the the main actress is Whitney Houston. Kevin Costner is her bodyguard, you know, and she's she's getting threatened by like a kidnapper or serial killer or something, I don't really remember, but uh and so they had to get like the best of the best to be her bodyguard, right? And he's like, I don't do celebrities, you know, but then he does it. Uh, I guess it's paying enough for me to do celebrities, right? So he goes and he does 
celebrities and he's hanging out with Whitney Houston and he's hanging out with her 24 seven. She's like, Oh my God, I, all I want to do is go on a date. And like, I guess you're going to be there. And I guess the only way that uh, I can go on a date without having a third wheel is if I go on a date with you. So we you on a date with me. He's like, I don't do celebrities. Yes. I'll go on a date with you. And he goes on a date with her. And then on, Oh shit. The action movie just turned into a love movie. It's like, Oh shit. Uh, um, yeah, man. Um, it was wild. It was a wild ride. It was a wild ride. Uh, and I enjoyed it, man. I like, I like watching like a film from the nineties every, every now and then. Uh, and this is, is again, we're going to go back to back 6.5s here with, uh, the bodyguard. Uh, and then I've got another little classic here for you. Uh, love and basketball, uh, starring fucking, uh, Omar Epps. And I forget, I don't think I know the the lady's name, uh, Sana, Sana Latham. I think that's her name there. Um, but this was like, this was a favorite. This was like a favorite for anyone, whoever played basketball in my town anyway, in, in Adelaide. It was like, oh, you play basketball. You, you'd you meet someone new, you know, you always meet basketball people, you know, from different teams and you, you go to parties and you go, oh, look, here's, you know, Amy, and I remember Amy, her name is Amy Money, and she loved it, uh, loved this movie. She was like, my favorite movie is Love and Basketball. And I was like, oh, shit, I haven't seen it. She's like, you haven't seen it? Jesus, you're a loser. And I met this dude, Jamie, uh, Jamie McGillivray, Jamie McGillivray, yes. And he was like, oh, dude, what's up? I'm Jamie, J-Mac, that's what they called him, J-Mac. I'm J-Mac, dude. My favorite player is Alan Iverson. My favorite movie is Love and Basketball. I'll be like, oh, shit. That's what I, you know, that's what all these bitches been saying. It's like, Benjamin, you need to watch it, bro. So I watched it and I was like, oh, shit. That's pretty tough. Um, Omar Epps' dad in the movie is the, is the dude from the Allstate insurance commercials with the voice like this. <laughs> and it's no wonder that, like, he never became like a huge celebrity because I just don't think you can get drafted. I'm um, drafted. You can. I just don't think you can get like um, cast in like a lot of roles when your voice is just booming. But this motherfucker really, um, you know, he really found his niche with Allstate, I guess. But yeah, it's just these kids moving next door to each other when they're young and they, you know, they hate each other because the girl's better than the boy at basketball and then it just... Um, then they be, you know, they, it's just a, just a lifelong love story. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. I love it. I love it. And it's got, you know, it's a bit nostalgic for me. I love the music. The music is like, bow, 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 bow. Uh, it's not really that song. That's, I think that's Marvin Gaye, but you, 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 you get it. Look, I'm excited, man. I'm excited about this. I think I've reviewed it like back in the day when I used to do them not on the potty, but I watched it and I was like, this deserves another run. Um, eight out of 10. Yes. Eight out of 10. What year is it from? 2000. Um, oh shit. And then we went and we watched uh, Jawbreaker with Rose McGowan, who I'm not a big fan of at the moment. Um, she's just too much politics, too much politics. And no, I get, no, she, no, you know, she should be doing politics. I'm pretty sure she got raped by um, Harvey Weinstein. Um, but yeah, it's this like high school. It's like a. It's like a. Uh, it's kind of like a comedy crime thriller type of thing. So, um, the popular girls as a group of 
four of them uh, and they kidnap one of them for her birthday. They want to go take her out for breakfast and one of them shoves a, go- uh, jaw- a gobstopper or jawbreaker, jawbreaker, you know, mouth, like a big candy ball and they chuck her in the trunk of the car and they get to the place and she's dead, okay? And this is the opening scene, so I'm not spoiling anything, but then the movie surrounds that, like the cover-up. The cover up, and it's there's it's just it's kind of a comedy because it's the characters are very much like the girls from like the Scream movies and like the not you know um, uh, Cruel Intentions, you know all the, those funny like easy to take the piss out of uh, teenage movies. Um, but yeah, I, I remember watching that with my dad when I was young. So that came out in '99. I would have watched it on probably because we used to go to Blockbuster. So I probably would have watched that when it came out on DVD. So I probably would have watched that when, you know, in 2001, when I was like 11 or something. Yeah, I remember watching that with my old man. So that's a bit of nostalgia too. But see, I only gave it a six. I only gave it a six despite despite that uh, nostalgia. Uh, and this, this movie is new on Netflix. This next one that I'm going to talk about. Um, uh, Malcolm and Marie. Starring John David Washington, uh, Denzel's son, and Zendaya. Um, and I don't really know how to say her name, but um, I enjoyed it. I've read mixed reviews and I don't care. I don't care what they say. They, You know, some people have problems with the, the, the writer-director, Sam Levinson. I don't know heaps about him. Um, but this movie, it was filmed in black and white, which, you know, Rachel fell into that trap. You know, Rachel Rachel was like, oh my God, it's just so beautiful. I was like, so you just think anything in black and white is artistic, huh? Um, it was a bit like, so the dialogue, the dialogue, it was, the whole movie was an argument. It was kind of like Marriage Story, but not as fucking phenomenal, right? So Marriage Story was this, oh, like heart-wrenching, you know, marriage where they love each other and they fucking hate each other, right? And this movie was kind of like that, but it was over one night. It wasn't over a long span of time. It was it was one argument, and the argument was so pretentious. Like the words they were using, uh, and they would they were so emotional, but they would never interrupt. It was just it was just like monologue after monologue with no interruption and just huge vocab, and it just was it was a bit silly, um, and it was so racially charged, like. Uh, uh, Malcolm's character was like a filmmaker and he, he felt the plight of the being a black filmmaker and being a black filmmaker means different things for if, if you did the same thing as a white filmmaker. Okay, dude. And I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it got a bit meta. It got a bit meta at some point. Um, but the acting was great. I'll tell you that. The acting was great. The music was great. Um, it was shot well. Did it need to be in black and white? I'm not sure. I guess I guess that comes down to maybe the the whole fact that the the racial. I guess you could take it as yeah the the racial um, undertones or not even undertones mid tones. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It wasn't it wasn't as deep as I think it was trying to be. I think it was trying too hard to be something. Whereas Marriage Story was more of an accurate telling of the tale, you know? I don't know. I just I, I wasn't as sold as Rachel was. And uh, it makes me a bit nervous to do this review. I think it could be controversial because I'm 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 gonna give this a seven point five. 
Okay, and Rachel, Rachel was like up there. She's uh, she's really given this some clout. Okay, she's up there towards you know, you know nine nine point five nine to ten range. That's where she's putting it. And I, I, I'm just not. I'm not there, bro. I'm at the seven point five. I just it just didn't do it for me. Uh, I've just pulled it up here on IMDb. It's a six point seven here. So I'm giving it. I'm actually giving it a bit more than than what has been getting. Uh, but yeah, man, I just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not as sold as Rachel was. And yeah, I guess not as disappointed as, uh, as a lot of the reviewers were, I suppose. But yeah, so I'm at, I'm at 7.5 uh, for Malcolm and Marie. Uh, another, another one on Netflix here, uh, Roman J. Israel Esquire. Starring Denzel Washington, John David Washington's father, uh, and it's about it's about a, a defense attorney, uh, and I think it uh, public defense maybe. Um, so that's the one that you get if you don't if you can't afford a lawyer, they give you one. Right? And he's like a he he's either got like autism or Asperger's or something. They don't mention what he's got, but his characteristics show that and he's you know his memories just out of this world this is Denzel's character and the character there was a huge opportunity for this character and I think the story because it's not a true story I don't believe um the story kind of overshadowed this character which uh, which was disappointing it could have been something else I think I think this when did this come out 2017 I think Denzel got an Oscar nomination for this, but I, you know, I think he had a better chance at winning it. Maybe if the story wasn't like, it just got so big. The story got so big and just became bigger than the character. And I think the character was the big, could have been the biggest thing here. I think they could have used someone like Denzel's a pretty low key actor. And that's what low key. That's not, that's not the right word. You know, he was pretty huge. He was a fucking monster in training day. But, you know, he's cool. You know, he's pretty cool and calm. He doesn't use a lot. That's 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 incorrect as well. I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. But in, in this role, I felt like it could have been like a big, a, more of a physical actor. I'm not talking about fucking, you know, getting Jim Carrey to do it, you know. Um, but just some, someone that could have maybe done a bit more, out, been a bit more outlandish. He was, Denzel was subtle, uh, which was great. He, he was, he nailed it. Don't get me wrong. The, his version of the character was great. I feel like it could have, it could have been something else with, and without being offensive. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I'm giving it, I'm giving it a 6.5 out of 10, uh, unfortunately. Um, a simple favor. Simple favor. Oh, Anna Kendrick. Uh, I'm over her, by the way. I, yeah, I don't need to really see another movie with her for for quite some time, to be honest with you. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be honest. Uh, so it's her and Blake Lively. Blake Lively's uh, super attractive. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds. Um, but Blake Lively's like this rich sort of kind of famous person. And Anna Kendrick's just like this this weird loser mom. And I say loser because um, just 
Dude, I can't I can't stand watching movies with her. What was the other movie I watched with her recently? I don't remember, but yeah, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. I think the Anna Kendrick phase might be over anyway. This movie's from 2018, but yeah, dude, I oh it yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't sold. I might have some this might be a bias problem here um for this movie, but uh yeah, it's uh, okay. It's like a crime thriller mystery type of thing. I suppose it's got some comedy in it. Uh, I think that I think they they're trying to make Anna Kendrick like a comedic actress, but she's not funny, bro. I don't think she's funny. I've seen play. Oh yeah, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Uh, we watched that in the hotel as well, but I've already reviewed it. But Anna Kendrick's in that, and I was just like, what the fuck? Go away, man. Uh, no offense, no offense. You know, like get your money. Your talent, do your, do your thing, get paid, get get more movies. I just don't know if I if I can keep signing up to them, man. You know, who am I to say shit? I'm on this podcast. I, you know, I got seven seven streamers watching me right now, and that's you know that's that's low numbers. It is you know it's the first ever it's the, it's the first ever time on Twitch. It's the first ever time on Twitch without any you know without even telling anyone I was going to launch there. So could be worse. Could be fucking worse. But yeah, man, that's, yeah, that, that movie. Six, six. Uh, yeah, I was, I was getting frustrated with Anna Kendrick and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I watched a movie the other day with, um, uh, Angelina Jolie, Taking Lives, Taking Lives um, from 2004. And it's with Ethan Hawke, who I believe is one of the one of the underrated actors of his time. I don't think he gets enough credit, but Angelina Jolie, um, I think we might've, you know, Instagram come out and all everyone's got fake titties and fake asses and, you know, waist trainers. And I, you know, we get we're saturated with beauty and nudity. I think we forgot. I think we forgot how beautiful Angelina Jolie is, man. And I, I watched this movie and I just it reignited the flame. Reignited the flame. I, you know, my celebrity crush is back. I, you know, this is two thousand four, so you know, sixteen years ago, she might, you know, she might look a little bit different now, but. If, uh, you know, if I, if I run into, if, you know, if I, if I walk home from school and accidentally follow her home, I'm shooting my shot. Let me tell you that. Um, yeah, but this was, this was like crime mystery thriller as well. I've been getting into the thrillers a bit lately. Um, you know, you have to get, when Rachel forces so many fucking rom-coms down your throat, you gotta, you really gotta get some, some thrillers into you too. Uh, no Michael Jackson, but, um, yeah, I called it. I called it early, very early. Like I'm talking probably in the first 15 minutes of this film, I had it I had it all sorted out. Uh which isn't a good sign. It's not a good sign. But uh Ethan Hawke, I love I love him. He, he's a good actor. Um Angelina Jolie doesn't at the end she shows a bit of emotion, but she was very very cool, very placid very which i think is you know part of her brand um it's part of the sex appeal as well i think but yeah i think the writing 
was a bit too transparent. I think I could see I could see through it, and that's what transparent means. Uh, but yeah, that movie probably just a yeah probably a six point five out of ten for taking lives. And last night I uh, I watched Mr. Deeds, which I haven't watched since probably since it came out. And when did it come out? Mr. Deeds here, two thousand two. Yeah, so I would have been twelve years old, and I was. F- my best friend at the time, uh, Mitch Mitch Langley. Uh, we loved Adam Sandler, and we saw. I remember seeing Mr. Deeds with him. Um, and yeah, I really actually enjoyed it, man. He's like he's like a small town dude, and he's like he's he's just got good manners, and he wants to help everybody, and um, he comes into this huge inheritance, and he goes to New York, and you know, shit sort of. Shit sort of starts, you know. People start getting greedy, and he's he's living in New York as a small town dude. Trying, oh man, it's. I love the premise. I love that it was a Sandler film. I love it. I just love it all. Um, but yeah, see, uh, six point five for that one as well, and that's Clay's reviews. And I think that's a long episode. Maybe yeah, we're we're well over an hour here. We're at, um, you know, uh, one hour, an hour and a quarter. So I'm going to, I'm going to cut it off here. Thank you guys for listening and thank whoever these, these Twitch people were that, that, um, came on board today. Thank you for, for signing in. Uh, I love you guys. You know what it is. Welcome to the party on everything. Please follow, please, uh, listen to the show. Please tell a friend to tell a friend, share it, rate it, review it. I'm trying to get 200 five-star reviews so I can uh, sign up and become a Rotten Tomatoes reviewer. Please, please get that shit sorted. Um, I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bang, bang.